We're beginning the topic of Hilcha Shechenim. It's going to cover all the laws that govern neighbors, people that interact with each other based on their location. Um, there's going to be a stress on the Nizke Shechenim, which is an entire parak of Avasra, of the damages that go back and forth from one property to a neighboring property. And then at the end of the topic, we'll cover the general ideas of how neighbors should interact with each other, like shared expenses and things like that. So the first week's topic is the topic of Hachokas Nezokin, which is primarily in the second paragraph of Avastra, in the booklet is page 9, page 8 rather, starting from the Mishnah. This is a classic case of Hachokas Nezokin, where it used to be, you had two neighboring properties, two neighboring fields. One side wants to have a tree, the other side wants to have a board, wants to have a pit. Now, these two things don't work well together because the tree's roots eventually will grow out. They don't respect the property lines. They'll grow into the neighboring property and they're going to damage the walls of the neighboring pit. So the question now becomes who has to move away from the property line so that this damage doesn't occur. So on page 8 in the Mishnah, Mishnah says, You have to distance. The, the owner of a tree needs to distance his tree away from his neighboring property from where there's a pit, 25 amas, because that's how far the roots can go. If you're dealing with a carob tree or a sycamore tree, then it's chamishim amal. Then you have to move 50 amas away. Those trees have much broader roots. So therefore, you have to be 50 amas away from the neighbor's pit. Whether it's higher up in the ground or lower down in the ground, either way, you have to keep the same distance. If the pit came first, then So then he has to cut down the tree and he has to pay the money. Then if the tree came first, then we say the other way, then you don't have to cut it all together because you had the first rights. If it's Suffolk, which one came first? Suffolk then the rule is you do not have to chop down the tree. The owner of the tree is the muchzik, and he does not have to chop his tree. Rebbeisi, he argues on the Tanakama, and he says, even if the bar came first, before the tree, he does not have to cut down his tree. Because this person, the owner of the pit, is digging in his own property, and the owner of the tree, he is planting within his own property. Meaning, <coughs> Meaning, the, uh, the Rabbi Yassi is, is presenting a fundamental argument when it comes to Shechedim. Even though there is a damage that's happening from one side to the other, but this is very different than, let's say, when someone owns a cow and the cow goes into a neighbor's property and causes damage. Here, each one is acting within their own property rights. There's just a causational damage that's going from one side to the other. But there are the active... The, the active things that one side is doing, that either side is doing, is taking place within their own property. So here, Ibasi says, I'm allowed to do my own thing in my own property, and it's not my issue what will happen in your property. So if you don't like the roots coming in, it's true, you can take down and cut off the roots that go into your property, but I don't have to get rid of my tree so that it doesn't go into the neighbor's property and damage his pit. I can do my thing and he can do his. So this is, again, a fundamental machlekes of who needs to move aside. Does, is it the mazik that needs to move out of the way, or is it the nizik that needs to move out of the way? So says the Gemara at the bottom, who's the halacha like? There are five lines from the bottom of the Amud. Amr Yudam Rashmul, halacha kerbyesi. Halacha is like kerbyesi, that each side is allowed to do their own thing, even though it's going to cause damage eventually to the neighbor. Amr of Ashi, says of Ashi, 
Kevon Be'er of Kahana, when we were by of Kahana, I'm reading that we would say, Moedir Be'esi Be'giridi Dei. Be'esi agrees to the Rabbanon when you're dealing with the situation of Giridi Dei, when it says arrows that are going across. So this again is, is a, a very important qualification in the sheet of Be'esi. Says Rashi, as a rule, we say that the nizik is the one who has to distance himself, so you can protect himself. We're not going to be mechaev the mazik to avoid doing things that could eventually cause hezek to the neighbor. But Rabbi agrees, Begiri delay continues Rashi, when the hezek seems to go directly from the hands of the mazik. Like we find the Ba'is Valiyah, no betray. There are two people, one is in the top floor, one's on the bottom floor. If Aziva, the the flooring or the the waterproofing between the two floors gave way, whenever the higher the upper resident would wash his hands, the water would drip down and ruin the then and be dripping into the downstairs apartment. When it would fall directly, there was the hole and it would go directly from upstairs straight to downstairs. That's called giri delay. But if it would first sit on that floor and then only later it would flow elsewhere and seep in, that already is that's already not considered direct. So if it's a direct kind of damage going from one neighbor to the other, there even a basic agrees that the source of the damage needs to be moved away from the neighboring property. The Gemara gives an example. Go back to the Gemara, three lines from the bottom. Papi Yoino, Oni There was a guy named Papi. And he was poor and he became rich. So he went and built himself a nice big house. Um, and there were these people who, who would squeeze out um, different uh, produce to produce the oil, to extract the oil. When they, would, when they would press the sesame to extract the sesame oil, the, the force of, of, the, of the actions they were doing was so strong that it would shake the walls of his new newfound palace. Also came to Ravashi. So he came from Ravashi. Omalek, Yavon Be'er of Kahano. He said the same thing when we were by Rav Kahano. Avamin, Moedir Be'er of Gir Delay. The Reisi would agree when this arrow is going from one side to the other. So here, the fact that they're banging so hard that it's causing your house to shake, that already is like Giri Delay, and they must stop doing what they're doing. On the Kamo, how much is considered enough to require them to stop to 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 stop their their you know their previous activity? How damaging does it have to be? Says the Gemara, top of the page, going on to page nine. If there would be a jug sitting on top of the wall, and or a barrel, and and the cover would be shaking from the from the vibrations, that already is enough damage, and now you can't live like that. So we have marked off over here in the Taisas the end of Apuma de Chatzva. Just to highlight what's well, you know how how much shaking is that? So it says the Rizbon Nira. The that Rashi is proud in 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 this thing of the the top of the barrel shaking does make sense. With even a small amount of you know strong vibrations, that's already enough to shake the cover of the barrel. light. Even though the whole it's not like the whole house is literally shaking, but even those minor kind of vibrations which will shake the covers of the kalim, that's already enough damage that you can't live like that. That's called giri delay. It's considered direct arrow coming from the neighbor, and that even Rebasi would agree he has to move that away. Going now to page ten. We have the Mukiyasif who splits things into three different levels. Page ten on the side on the left side, Nimitsa says Mukiyasif. There's really three according to there's three levels. Mamish, if it's really like his arrows, 
like the case we just gave, so chayv laharchik. Then the 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 mazik has to move it away, and not only that, from hizik chayv l'shalim. If it causes damage, he has to pay for it. It's only in there are cases where if he does it, he's potter. Over here, when it's the direct causation of damage, he'll be chayv. Hashemi, this is a, a lower level. There are some cases, like the Gemara gives a case over there of putting a ladder near the wall, that now an animal can jump on the ladder and jump over the wall and cause damage. So there, you're not allowed to do it, but it's only a groma. If something happens from it, you're going to be potter. Ashlishi, the third case, that was the original case of Rebbe Yisisha Mutter, the Kaiv Kama'il on the bar, the tree going next to the pit, that you're allowed to do, that's Mutter Lachatchilo. Not only you put there for the damage, even though we accept the concept of garmi, we discussed in other segments that when somebody does a garmi or chayev, but garmi is when you're you're doing it's causational damage, but it's direct causational damage, like if you burn someone's star or meichel star chayev shemachar, or you sold off a a a a, a note and then you were meichel it, so now you cancelled it. Aval groma benizokin who in an acher but groma is is different than garmi shagoyim shahadover shanizok bal yodai shanizok bal yodai you're only goyim the thing that causes the hezek avleishu atzmei mazik klal but not that you directly are doing the hezek and hach tishmaitin like our cases so these cases they're in the cases just clarifying that they would not qualify as a garmi the all cases of groma so if it's really directly chitze then chitze like giri then he'll be chayev. But otherwise, if it's indirect, like a groma, he'll be, he's allowed to do it, but he'll be, but he's not allowed to do it, but he'll be potter. And then the case of the tree, which is completely indirect, he's just planting his tree, and only later will the roots come and go into the neighboring field. There, he is allowed to do it lechatchila. So we go now to Shuvas Arash, page 11. And here he just gives the, the rule because the park of Layachbar is full of all sorts of hagdaris, of which, how far things need to be moved away from a neighboring property. So it says the Rosh Hamadaktik, but Perak Layakbar is in the second column on the left side. Hamadaktik Perak Layakbar, the Shiru Chacham, and Bechol Dover Dover, Lachimashur, Lahazik. Chazal assessed each thing, what, what kind of damage it can cause directly to the neighbors. When it was clear, when you know, it was able to give a set number of you know, how far it could cause damage and, and at what point it's already safe, so they gave a Shir. If it couldn't be assessed exactly, so then they would just give a general rule. They would generalize and they say you have to keep it away from the neighboring property enough that it shouldn't cause this direct damage. You move away from the, the, the place where your, your friend will be planting enough that you won't cause damage. says the Rosh. And that you can't even act within your own property. Something that causes damage to your friend, and the way the halacha is panning out, we're passing like a basi, which means that really, as a rule, you are allowed to do things in your own, even though it will eventually cause damage. But if it's gire, if it's something that's like, it's as if your arrows are going straight across, there it would be aser. So just to quantify this machlik, as we go now to page 12, which is the Dibris Meisha, he sets up the sugi very nicely and explains the background, the lumdis, so to speak, of this machlik, as herbasi, and the rabbanon. So here on page 12, in the right column. So Ramesha, before he gets to Rebiesi, he's setting up the whole background for this din of Hezek and who has to protect it, to protect the Hezek from occurring. Is it the Mazik or the Nizik? So he says, Hezekhenim does require people not to do things in their own property if it will cause Hezek to their friend. So he says, 
the source of that is just like we find the idea of protecting In other words, there's, there's a fundamental, um, there's, there's, there's a conflict every time you're dealing with a situation of protecting from Hezek. This one person's obligation is the other person's right and vice versa. If we're requiring a mazik not to do ma, not to do hezek, then you're restricting the mazik from his protect from his usages in order to protect the nizik. So it says Ramesha that we're not worried. The Torah we find gives such gives such criteria that someone is required to take action to restrict his own things, not to cause damage to others. So even though you could look at it that now the nizik is being mazik the mazik because now you're forcing the the mazik to restrict himself, but we don't do that. When it comes to direct hezek, you have to restrict yourself in order not to cause damage to others. So it's a gather of shmir that we, we could learn from there. The mazik can be forced, can be required to protect his things, even though that would be like a hefset to the mazik. Just like he has to put a wall up in front of his axe. That's called being his own chiyuvim. The nizik there is not being goyim a nuchiv on the mazik. The nizik is telling the mazik, this is your responsibility, you have to take care of it. So here also by shechenim, according to Rabbanon, even though now the person who has the pit is causing a loss, so to speak, to the owner of the karka, who cannot plant his tree there, that's not causing him a new din, that's causing him the din that he deserves. Whereas, skipping to the next paragraph, Rebbeisi agrees to that in in concept. The mazik has to remove himself so as not to ruin the usage of his friend. But the nizik is not the one that has to generally, as a rule, so protect himself from not getting genizikt. Even though, because now the mazik has to protect himself, now the mazik is restricted, that's his own din. His own din is to restrict himself, not to cause hezek. So where is the machlekes? The Rebbe says when somebody is planting a tree, right now he's not a mazik. He's just planting his tree. But the fact that the roots will later grow, but they currently don't exist. There's no arrows going across. Now it's just that your tree eventually will cause hezek. But the simple din of mamana mazik does not apply to our chok of shechenim. Because here I'm working with my own property. It's not my access going into your into the neighboring field and causing hezek. I'm working in my own property. So the only thing I can restrict in my own property, says Ramesha, amazing line. The pshat and is as if we all originally agreed to this. This is something that the, the society requires and, and, and therefore creates an implicit condition that we all agreed to abide by the rules that require Shechenim living peacefully side by side. So therefore, in this case, where nothing is really going across, I'm just planting a tree and nothing's happening right now. So So then, if we're going to force the Mazik not to plant his tree, then he's the Nizik. Now he can't use his, the, 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 the ends of his field. <coughs> so now the Mazik and Nizik are equal. One of them can, can do their thing right near the, the border. And the, the, if you're going to restrict one, you restrict your, your, if you're allowed one of them, you're restricting the other and vice versa. So to basically, it doesn't make sense to him. You're not going to give 
extra power to the nizik and require the mazik to move, which will be a, will be turning him into the nizik. No one ever agreed to that implicitly in a tanai. Therefore, each one has the right to do what they want in their own side. And here's the chilek of giri delay. When it's like arrows going across, so then here it applies already since it's direct arrows going across or the, it's conceptual arrows going across so here already you're the mazik so then the fact that the nizik is telling the mazik to move away that's now already I have the rights to use my thing and you have the rights to use your thing but you have no right to send things across the border into mine and therefore I'm just being good when I tell you to move away I'm just saying remove your mazik Take your mazik away from me until it's not damaging me. That's why Rabbi is Maida. He agrees conceptually to Rabbanan's din that you're damaging the actual usage rights. It's, it's considered a direct mazik, and the mazik always has to protect that he shouldn't be causing hazik to his neighbors.